This is episode 615 of the AWS podcast, released on August 24th, 2023. This is the AWS podcast. I'm your host for today, Jillian Ford. And today we're going to be talking about payments and cryptography with a new service called AWS Payment Cryptography. What about that? And I'm joined today with Mark from the Payment Cryptography team. So Mark, tell everyone what is it that you do and what is AWS Payment Cryptography? Hey, Jill. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me today. Uh, my name is Mark Klein. I am the product manager here at AWS for this new service that you introduced called AWS Payment Cryptography. Quick introduction to the service is this is a service intended to help customers move their card processing payments to the cloud by removing the boat anchor of payment HSMs that are typically used to secure card payments. In terms of why why we built this product and what it's for, many customers have come to us and asked over the years, is there a way for us to move our entire card processing payments to the cloud and to AWS? And while we have many great solutions for a number of different aspects of card processing and computing in general, one of the areas we have not had a great solution for in the past is around payment HSMs and around the associated cryptography, resulting in customers leaving this on-premises or using other suboptimal solutions. Customers have really asked us, is there a solution that we can help them with to remove this undifferentiated heavy lifting around payment cryptography, the ordering, handling, physical security, provisioning, and integration of these payment HSMs, as well as the associated operations, physical access controls, training, inspection, logging, and monitoring that are all associated with payment cryptography. Obviously, this is really important to a lot of businesses. Payments would be essential. So we've got a really wide audience of listeners uh, of the AWS podcast. So we're going to break it down to how this really can help different audiences. So for all our fintech startups who are listening, how does this help them? Many fintechs are companies just starting out or looking to enter new regions as well. They're looking for the easiest, fastest, and and lightest lift solution uh, to enter the market. Traditionally, payment HSMs are needed for card processing from a security and compliance perspective. But the cost to entry is quite high. The need to uh, provision a large number of HSMs to maintain clients as well as high availability has resulted in the cost of that very first transaction, if you're starting out a new business, to be quite expensive, as well as being quite time consuming as you work through either purchasing HSMs and finding a place to put them or working with a third-party service provider that you need to sign a contract with and, and sign minimums. Traditionally, it's, it's not been easy, as well as the knowledge that is needed by those fintechs in order to get to that very first command or that very first card transaction. And in comparison, what we're really excited about with this service is we've built something that's very easy to use and it has a very low startup uh, phase. So lowering that barrier to entry, both from a difficulty and timeline and from a cost perspective. What we've kind of seen with some of our customers that have been trying out the service so far is that they can really get started in as little as 20 minutes using one of our workshops that we've published on our AWS workshop site. And the cost to get to that very first transaction is typically a dollar or even less. 
So we're really trying to make it easier for customers to start using this type of service. Well, that is significant time savings and a dollar to get started. That is really exciting. So what about then for the other companies that are already processing payments? Like for those security engineers that are already doing this work, can they be able to go off of what they're currently using and start using payment cryptography instead? Absolutely. What we've heard from a lot of our customers that are those larger companies is they may have moved a lot of aspects of their card processing to the cloud, but they may still be keeping their payment HSMs in a data center or in a co-location facility. The benefit of moving to AWS payment cryptography is it allows them to complete their migration to the cloud. It allows them to simplify the need to manage physical devices, to purchase them, to manage them, to perhaps need to physically secure them as well. It also allows them to lower their latency as well. So one of the interesting things in why payment HSMs are so important is they're involved typically in every single card payment transaction. They help They ensure that the transaction is secure, but also if they don't work or they don't work properly or they don't work fast, that could be the difference between a transaction being approved or a transaction timing out and perhaps a cardholder being declined. So the ability to move them closer to the card transaction processing greatly increases the simplification of the architecture as well as to ultimately speed up the transaction time and actually perhaps even provide a better cardholder experience. Really exciting. So I know that There are people who are listening who are very savvy with AWS, and they've heard you say HSM a lot, and so they're probably wondering, wait a minute, can't I just use AWS KMS and cloud HSM? That's a great question. We definitely hear that a lot. So the really interesting thing about payments for those, and specifically card payments that aren't familiar with it, is that it it takes an entire ecosystem every time that you swipe your card or you tap your card or you insert your card. And it all works in a very certain way. The terminals work in a certain way. The card with the chip on it that you use in store, it all works in a certain way. And everything needs to play along nicely in order for that payment at a store to actually go through. To allow this interoperability between the terminals, between the merchant, between the bank for the merchant, the networks, the card issuer who actually issued you your card, there's a number of different standards and compliance rules that are involved and everything needs to match. These are set by a number of different entities like EMV, ANSI, ISO, PCI, uh, Visa, MasterCard, et cetera. First of all, um, these specific security standards uh, need to be enforced to maintain what is called PCI compliance. And this is something people in the card industry are very familiar with. And secondly, there's specific cryptographic functions that need to happen on secure hardware. So that's why you can't just perform this cryptography in software, as an example. Second, to maintain that compatibility between all those different pieces that I talked about, which could be a given transaction, it may pass between 10 to 15 different entities. It needs to work in a certain way that's consistent across those entities with specific types of keys, specific types of cryptographic algorithms, things like how is a pin actually secured when you type it into a pin pad all the way back to your issuer, or how is the CVV2 on the back of your card uh, actually generated? An interesting fact about CVB2 is most people actually think it's a random number, or many people think it's a random number, but it's actually a cryptographic function that is related to your card itself and why your card and another card doesn't have the same CVB2 number. 
more general purpose solutions like AWS KMS or AWS Cloud HSM. They may support some of the PCI security rules that I talked about, but generally don't support this payment specific functionality that a, a product like AWS Payment Cryptography does. So while they're, they're great solutions and we love AWS KMS and AWS Cloud HSM, they don't provide what you need in order to run a card payment processing business around the, the cryptography there. We're really happy that AWS Payment Cryptography exists alongside those two products and provides specifically the PCI compliance as well as the payment-specific cryptography that is needed to process card payments. I appreciate the crash course on payments. I had no idea there were so many things that if you were actually to process payments that you would have to think about. So fascinating. I know, Mark, that you work with a lot of customers, so there's probably a bunch of questions that they would be asking you, especially if the audience here were, were here and they were like, hey, Mark, I have this question for you. What are those commonly asked questions that you keep getting asked? First of all, I would say customers that we've talked to thus far are really excited about this product. They're very excited that this is a fully elastic product, both the capacity of the product as well as the pricing model altogether. And that really resonates with a number of customers. As I said before, a number of customers have been able to get a working POC going using our workshops in as little as 20 minutes, which is pretty amazing considering the complexity of this space more generally. A lot of the questions that we've gotten, first of all, is around my volumes. Can you support my volumes? One of the interesting things about uh, payments and specifically card payments is it is very what's called lumpy or spiky. And by that, I mean that well, you may have a baseload of volume that people are using their cards at a certain rate. We all know that volumes go up a lot during certain holidays, for instance, around Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, Prime Day as well. And can you support that? And, and that's one of the big complexities that customers frequently have is how do I support that volume that may go up by 10x on a certain day or a certain hour or something like that? That requires typically provisioning a lot of hardware that's actually just sitting there being unused most of the time. And the answer to that is absolutely. We've looked at that and just like a all AWS services, we've built a service that can support even the highest thresholds of volume. And we're very happy about that. And this is a truly elastic service where you don't really need to accommodate for that type of capacity planning in the same way you did with dedicated hardware. The second question we hear a lot is, can your service support my low latency needs? I talked about it a little bit before that this is part of the card payment transaction flow. So the moment you tap your card in a restaurant or in a coffee shop, there's a payment HSM, if not multiple payment HSMs uh, that are behind the scenes actually deciding whether or not that transaction should be approved or declined. So the ability for this service to respond quickly actually may be the difference between your transaction being approved or declined. And the answer to that is absolutely. We have built in knowing how these are being used. We've built that into the service design from the very beginning. And the service has very low latency and is intended to be used in those real-time transactions that need to, from end to end, typically take less than 10 seconds and frequently even less time than that. The other questions is that we frequently hear is, can you support issuing use cases or what sort of use cases do you support? At launch, we're primarily focusing on what we call acquiring use cases. So this covers merchants, merchant gateways, payment processors, well as acquirers. And while we do have a lot of support for issuing use cases as well, that is something that's on our roadmap. 
Wow. It is just like so fascinating what your team has really been working on. What's on the horizon for AWS Payment Cryptography? This is just day one for AWS Payment Cryptography, as it always is here at Amazon. We have a lot that we're still working on. We're really excited to continue to partner with our customers as we build out this service. Some of the things that customers have asked us for and are definitely on our roadmap. First of all is global expansion. I talked a little bit before about low latency. This certainly requires that we deploy this service in as many AWS regions as we can. So certainly as we look into later this year and into future years, we do plan to add this service into more and more AWS regions so that we can support those ultra low latency requirements that customers are asking for. I talked a little bit about issuer use cases as well. We're definitely looking to expand the number of issuer use cases that we can support. And the third one is that one of the areas that we've made a lot of improvements on and continue to do so is around key exchange. So another interesting aspect about card payments is around how is the secret key material shared among third parties? And we've done a lot to improve on this using electronic means such as TR31 and TR34. But we're continuing to invest even more in making it easier to exchange keys among third parties. So we're definitely excited about what we've done there so far, and we continue to innovate, make it even easier to share keys with third parties as well. Interesting. Um, one thing I wanted to clarify, you said you were talking about support for issuer use cases. So for those who maybe are unfamiliar with the term issuer use case, what exactly is that? When we're talking about card payments, it typically flows within what's called the four-party model. And the four parties traditionally are the merchant, the acquirer or acquiring bank, which is essentially the entity that works with the merchant itself, the issuer or issuing bank. So that's the entity that has actually issued the physical card to a cardholder. And then the last one is the cardholder himself or herself, the person actually making the transaction. So when we talk about the issuer or issuing bank, that's typically the entity that has issued the card to the cardholder and makes a final decision about whether to approve or decline that transaction. Well, this has been such a fascinating crash course. So any parting advice to all the listeners here, ABS Payment Cryptography, if they were to go out and get started with it, anything that you want to tell them? I think the proof is in the pudding. I would definitely encourage customers or potential customers to give Give the product a shot. Check out our AWS website where you can see our documentation, our user guide. You can learn about our compliance posture. And if you want to actually try it out, we actually have a workshop that we've already built where you can go in there, you can follow the instructions, and you can get a working example going in under 20 minutes. So we definitely encourage you to give it a shot, try it out, and you can see how easy it is to use AWS Payment Cryptography. Really cool. I had no idea what goes on every time I go and buy a cup of coffee with my credit card and all the magic that happens behind the scenes. So this was fascinating. I'm excited for customers. Mark, thank you so much for being here today on the AWS podcast. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for the time. I really appreciate it.